Hi, this is Karen St. Holier, and welcome back to Cadence in the Clouds. I am your life coach, your resident purpose alchemist, and all-around hype girl. Today, we're going to talk about staying in your lane and being on purpose. Um, you know, this is what the podcast is about. This is what we do. Um, and I want us to be reminded at all times that staying in your lane and being on purpose and following your desires and, and, and looking for manifestation for what you pray for is important, but it requires due diligence. And due diligence is simply putting in the work. So, you know, for the past couple of weeks, I've been on hiatus. You, those of you who know I run, I haven't even ran. I ran today, though, and lo and behold, I'm starting over today with the podcast. Sometimes we just need a break, and a break requires recalibration. A break requires you to rest. A break requires you to go back, do a little bit of investigations, do a little bit of um, digging in your own self, in your space, in your product, in your project, and coming out with either the good beads or the bad juju beads and getting rid of them and just replanting. So we're in a space of replanting. I traveled this week to see my family, and I have to tell you, I needed to go to the hotbed. I went to Florida, y'all. Pray for me. I went to Florida, I went to the hotbed, but I had to see, at least I had to see my babies. So I felt like, you know, going on that trip also resuscitated me and also recalibrated me because I needed the hugs from the nine-year-old. I need to talk to the 18-year-old. I need to bond with the you know 14-year-old. And we did just that. And so I want us to start thinking about what we put into the universe and how we want it to come back. What does that have to do with Florida? Putting in the universe 18 years ago that I was going to be at my niece's graduation, my baby girl's graduation, and you know, getting the news, COVID locked us down, you know, getting the news. We're not having a prom. I was ready to pay for prom, y'all. We're not having a graduation, okay? I think I was more upset than she was. And just totally uninterested in anything that dealt with senior year. Everyone knows that senior year is great. So we put that, my family and I put that in the universe. She put that into the universe, but it manifested in a totally different way. I feel that being able to be healthy enough to get on planes that are sanitized enough to get to Florida, right when it hit, y'all, right when it hit, but being able to participate in her graduation-ish parade was everything. It was just as exhilarating, I think, I was a little louder, than I would have been in an auditorium. Didn't need a ticket to get in because it was free for the community to celebrate her, but being present and celebrating her was a result of all the work that I put into the universe, of all the, the prayers that I, that I laid on the altar about her just being steadfast about her schoolwork and getting it done. It's the same thing when you have a hustle. You like the way I just flipped on y'all? It's the same thing when you have a hustle. You have to pray with diligence. You have to be on point. You have to want it. Put it into the universe, but you got to do the work. You have to do the work. Every podcast, Karen says we got to do the work because it doesn't change. Time changes. The weather changes. Doing the work does not change. And some of the people I see on social media during these COVID pandemic times are not doing the work. All of you are working out. None of y'all got a certificate. Nothing. But I'm out here working out with y'all. Right? Everybody want to work out with y'all. 
Then, next thing I know, you an influencer. I don't know what you're influencing or who you're influencing, but you're influencing. Influence on. The rest of you, I got to see what you cooked. The rest of you, I, I'm tired. I'm tired. You know what? It's okay for you to do what you want to do, but did you do the work? Let me tell you how we can know that you did not do the work. It don't look right. It's like you're driving over the yellow line or over the white line. Either way, you're over a line, you're off. And I'm saying this to say authenticity, consistency, someone did the work. It's not going to be flawless. It's not going to be seamless. At times it will be. Most often than not, when you start out, it will be a little bumpy, a little, you know, Life's feelings get hurt. But we can tell. You know, people put the work in. People do the work. Um, I see people who are holding prayer services, not pastors, not um, people from the church, but folks. You want, you want to talk about crystals. You, when you try to tell people how to manifest what is for them from the universe, being a novice or being not of that strain of that school of thought, of that industry, of that career space, being of no knowledge is where I'm going to, you are making someone take these wrong steps into the garden. You are leading them down the wrong path. How is it the wrong path, Karen? The garden is the garden. There's always a hundred ways to get to the middle. And the wrong path can be thorn-driven, can be bumpy, can be gravelly. The right path, yes, it will be paved in silver and gold, but do we ever take that? But then there's a safe path. There's another direction to get to where you have to go. And that's the all right one. That's the one that you'll get to a certain point and somebody has a truck that can drive you somewhere. Then you get to another point, somebody has water for you to drink. You get to another point, someone has housing for you. I'm speaking metaphorically, but you get it. So for those who are not in their lane, for those who are trying to do a quick come up, hustling people on social media because of this epidemic, you are on the wrong path. You're not where the help is. You're not where silver and gold is. You're straight with the gravels and the thorns. And I see you. I see you. You'd be like, what? and what? She saw me. Yeah, but I'm calling you out. And I'm hoping that where the way that I'm saying it speaks to your spirit and makes you stop. So in order for us to talk about, you know, people who scam, people who don't stay in their lane, people who try to get to the top on everyone else's back without doing the work, and they think it's all glorified and good. I have a great guest today. And it's my cousin. They got to bring the family in. So I have Miss Andrea Toussaint, also known as my cousin Drea. She is an author. She's an educator. She is a leader in the, in the education school of thought arena. And more importantly, she's auntie to everyone's child. So if she taught your child anywhere from Boys and Girls High to all these other institutions where she has really planted some seeds, you have some most amazing kids in and out of college. Yes, some well-rounded individuals because she not only teaches scholastically, but she pours into them, you know, in her lane. She's in her lane. Andrea, hi. How are you? I'm good. It's good to be here. I've been on a little hiatus myself. 
I know, I know. You had a lot going on. Yes, I still could be out to go out about this. Yeah, I know. But I think that we were out long enough for. Oh, talk about it. Okay, okay. So I went on a little rant, as you heard, um, about people not being in their lane. I think part of taking my break um, from podcasting, from running, from just doing everything, just from people and things, was because of the oversaturation of social media, of get-ups, of people not paying attention to what the governor is saying, very gangster governor that we have. You know, that break allowed me to, A, disconnect, but also it basically magnified the crazy and I'm just pulled to talk about it and your book how to be your own come up and the tagline is beyond sex scams and survival scams <laughs> sex and survival scams you know I, I just I feel that and you know I'm, I feel very strongly about that purpose arena about that um, manifestation arena that's you know I felt like I was birthed to just be in that space and when I see people taking advantage of it it, it disturbs me on so many levels because that's a very, very um, sacred arena. You know, it speaks to the soul, it speaks to the mind, it speaks to the heart, um, not just to the person and to the brain. And I feel that you got the hustlers out there, you know, the people who are just not about that life, as we would say. And they're capitalizing on it, but they're leading people down the wrong path. You know, it's not... Silver and gold, that's only God that can take you down that path. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. And, but the other path, the other path of, you know, help and aid and, 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 and support being poured in, being loved on, you know, that road is a very, very fragile space. It's a very um, kind space, but you can miss it because the thorny road has glitz glamour, like 42nd Street, I believe. When you get there, you're like, oh. You know, so first off, tell us about you and then tell us about the book. You are? I am, let me get them closer. Mm -hmm. I am Andrea Coupon. I'm the child of Anthony and Ann Coupon, born in Bushwick, Brooklyn, raised in Bedford Stuyvesant. Um, I'm an educated young woman and I came up on both fronts, in the streets and also in the classroom. I'm an educator. That's my life's work. I did that from fourth grade when I sat in the political class that I was going to be a teacher. Um, I'm a product of my environment. I try to bring out the best that, that I have to offer and to represent and reflect that in everything I do. I'm far from perfect. I probably make more mistakes than a little bit, but I'm growing, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm open to what's happening to me as I travel on life's journey. The book, it the was book. an idea, be your own come up, you know, when I looked at my children, and when I say children, I'm talking about the children that I serve in education with, I just wanted to leave something with them that didn't get to, mm -hmm. you know, that from one generation to the next, they're going to be some timeless things in here that when you get in a space where you feel broken, you've got the youngest children, mm -hmm. and so... With knowing that, with knowing that it's only a moment, you know that you don't have to resort to something. You'll never have to do that. You will always have an idea, mm -hmm. right? You're not going to use your body and steps as a way to meet it. And you're definitely just not going to try to figure out how I'm going to get by, how I'm going to eat. If I got to kill this person, rob this person, that there's a way mm -hmm. and when we're patient with ourselves. 
learn something that makes me passionate about. Mm -hmm. We're going to dig deep into that. Um, one thing you and I talked about when you were getting ready to publish the book was the whole um, idea of permission. Yeah. You know, um, and that's, it speaks to you being in your lane, it speaks to you doing your life's work. Permission, like, and you understand it, and when you respond, I think our audience will understand it more, but who gave you permission, and how did you receive permission to write this book? Listening to the sages, that's that's another um, stop when you're on the right road. You're going to get help, and help doesn't always come in something that's tangible. So it might be someone pouring just a word of encouragement. It might be someone just winking at you. It might be someone just giving you the two fingers, talking about ask us up, you know, that gives you encouragement to go farther along or to just, because there's a point that you get tired. And I remember when you put the book down, you're like, I'm done. done. Mm -hmm. Because you were writing the book with someone else at first. Yeah, at first. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? And then when it wasn't working out, that was a perfect time for you to say, deuces. I know. <laughs> but you didn't, right? So you didn't stop, right? And in reading the book, I understand fully why you didn't stop. But I want you to talk about the impetus for picking those three titles because it was supposed to be not titles the subtitles it was supposed to be a take on a, a guy and the take from a woman your original concept right and so you decided to go full throttle with it but the book basically changed I want you to talk about how you chose to speak to each of the subtitles and what you were thinking it was it was going to do for the people who were going to read it. Because I lived it, mm -hmm. and you see it, mm -hmm. and you experience it, so you can't omit it. Mm -hmm. Because it's a part of, and a part of it is being honest with yourself mm -hmm. about the ways in which you may have, not saying that I did all of them. Not she didn't because she did would not be sitting here. The choke level was real. The choke level <laughs> was real with Anthony Jr. too some. Yes. <laughs> So it was also that conversation of, 
think about generational wealth and the ways in which you pour into the ones that's coming, you got to reverse the impact that is happening. Right. And we have to be willing to have the conversation. A lot of people Whether it's difficult or not. It. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't want to say it because, oh, you want to offend people in the scan. Oh, you want to affect the ones that's reading. Yeah, but when are we going to stop living in like the social media realities and actually seeing the Hey everybody, my name is Andrea Toussaint and I am the author of Be Your Own Come Up, Beyond Sex, Scams, and Survival. It's available on Amazon. You can check me at, at Be Your Own Come Up on Instagram. Um, and it's just a short book about motivating young people to be their own come up and do things in a legit way. I love the way you answered that question and I'll tell you why. Because someone would automatically say, oh, she did sex scam and hustle. No. You're speaking to the population and you that you serve, that you've always served. You know, whether or not you were doing community service in high school when you went away to Africa, remember? Or now that we are off and you have students on the phone helping them to, to plan for the fall, for the work that they need to get done, right? And so that's the lane, people. Her lane was always education. Her lane was always working with the young people. More importantly, as you move forward into the lane, as she moved forward, it magnified more because you were basically a teacher when you started, right? You, uh, she was teaching high school. That was it. And the next thing you know, it's like, I want to do more, you know, administratively or just, you know, she's on her way to being a doctor, right? But she always stayed in her lane. It was always, you always stay in your lane. It was always about education. It was always about the kids. And that's why we have the issue with individuals who don't stay in their lane, who don't speak truth to power, who don't pour. Every time you open your mouth, whether or not it's something crazy, it's a pour. Because your craziness could be a pour that spilled over because it was nonsense, but it might cause that person to think. Everything is not ever null and void. There's some things, sour grapes, good grapes, she'll tell you. I serve it really sour, y'all. I'm loving on the podcast, but I serve it really sour. And there are times when you don't need my sour grapes. When everyone's like, oh my God, you're doing great. Oh my God, you're so, you're so saintly. Uh-uh. They're sucking you dry. They're taking from you. When she did what she was supposed to do, when she was obedient and wrote the book, you know, permission comes from God. And don't go saying permission came from God, please. Just because we're telling you that now. We'll still know if it's fraudulent. But when she was writing the book, A, she was not was supposed to, you were not supposed to do a book with the co-author. Doesn't matter who it was supposed to be. That's number one. Number two, he gave you the three topics because you could say, when I was growing up in the 90s, this is what it looked like. You were reliving high school all over again. Every time there's a four-year cycle, you are going through it all over again. So you're seeing yourself. You're seeing your childhood friends. You're seeing, but if you think about it, when you were writing it, you were blessed. You were writing for the students for them to be like, all right, we got to carry her in this book. But you were also being pruned. You were being pruned, right? Because he started getting rid of people. Because people um, were taking of her goodness and not depositing anything back, right? So. Without going into crazy details, 
just talk about how when you were obedient, you stayed in your lane, you did what you were supposed to do, how that ended up putting you in a better, brighter space for Andrea to exist as a person. Now you're an author. How did you get to that space where you evolved because of your obedience in that body of work that you put forth? Obedience is real. Obedience is scary when you are being purposeful. And this, this is another example of that glaring, fraudulent work that's being done because you know when someone's being obedient. You know when someone has gone through the storm. You know when someone is being purposeful. You know? So, writing your book, when you were thinking about the content, right? You, you, you have sex, you have scamming, you have hustling. When you did your research, did you do it like, a, like an ethnographer? Did you do it like, you know, sociologists or psychologists? Or did you just do it like the scholastic being that you are? You know, I'm gonna do the research, reading, or is it all of the above? Like, what did you do to authenticate the thought and to basically produce a product that was written, crafted, or by you? Um, I went back to 
You have to be an ethnographer. You have to be a hood researcher. You have to be an educated researcher. And more importantly, you have to be a good human being. Be authentic. Stay in your lane. Mind your business. Stop leading people the wrong way. The no not that no not. I have to find that I have to find the poem. Because there are a lot of no nots. Know thyself, right? You know, it's like <laughs> it, there's a lot of no and listen, everyone doesn't know everything, right? You and I, when we published our book, we didn't know anything. It was basically, how'd you do this, Kay? For me it was like, yo, how did you do this? Hey, how did you do that? Or research. You did your research. We all did our research. It's like because we are both self-published. But, again, it's this is what I want to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm called to do, and this is what I'm going to do. Okay, how am I going to do it? What do I need to know? What do I need to have? Where do I need to go? There's always a resource available when you're working in your lane. You know, and so we have a lot of folks out here who are just, listen, this, this rattles my nerves. When you go to someone and you are like, you know, what were you, what were you placed here to do? When you ask that question, that person is going to the belly of the beast of who they are to respond to you. Because they might be actually pulling that pearl out and showing you, this is what God showed me. I have no idea which way to go. And you come with some BS. You are ruining a person. You are getting in the way of what is supposed to happen with the universe. There's a paradigm shift that happened when you do that, this nonsense. Because that person is part of a massive puzzle and you've just ruined it. Now we gotta wait another life cycle. People don't think that way, but that's what it is. And so when you're on this, this, these platforms and you're like, I could read your horoscope and I could, I could read these crystals or let me tell you about how to, to pray. You can't tell me how to pray. I can't tell you how to pray. You better not. <laughs> you be talking to yourself. I wish you would. <laughs> I, I will be a true Karen. I wish you would. I, you know, they've changed who the definition of who I am now on social media. Karen is that one that will make a phone call. I sure will. Tell me how to talk to God if you want. I dare you. You know, and don't tell someone else how to do it. Everyone should understand. If you're listening to this podcast, and if you were given a nugget. If you if a seed was planted, trust me, there's a gardener that's going to be able to speak to you. There's a, a person who has water that will be able to speak to you. There's someone who has the sunlight that will be able to speak to you. There's someone who has covering that will be able to speak to you because they all have an assignment that's attached to you. So when the scammers come, ask the question, who sent you? Give them a rewe. Who sent you? And if they start hemming their horn, walk away. I don't care if they influence all of the influencers. Walk away. Just because they're on social media does not mean that they're a coach. Just because they prayed and they put in the work and they got onto a show or they're insta-famous doesn't mean that they can speak to your life or to your purpose. They did their work. That's why you're seeing them. 
So if people come into your life and they say, hey, I'm going to help you with this, ask them who sent them. They'll answer the question. Andrea will tell you. If they answer the question properly, you'll know it's God talking because he already told you what the answer was. He just didn't tell you who the fool was that was going to come bring you the message. Now, when's the second book coming out? Oh, it's doing. It's doing. See, here I go again. Think about it, right? Once you put it out, you did your job. I remember when, like, the numbers were, had spiked in my book and they started going down. I was like, well, what happened? I did my job. Because when it, when it spiked up, the people who needed to get it got it. When it plateaued, it took me a while to realize when the numbers plateaued, I learned later on, you did your job. You did your job. You had to write those 104 Andrea to read, for Romeo to read, for Tupac to read. You get what I'm saying? I wrote that for those individuals to read. Now, it just so happens, out of the three, maybe a couple hundred more bought the book. Thank you. But I did my job. I know what the title is. I know what the subject of the second book is. I know who I'm supposed to use as the foundation of the second book. There's a who. And it's just me wrestling with God on how do I bring this forth. And I think I'm in a holding pattern. But now I understand the holding pattern. Because I don't want to be out of pocket. Hey, putting the whole cart before the horse. You don't want to come before... Premature deliveries, that's different from premature babies because I'm yeah. premature. I'm whole three and a half pounds. Seven and a half months I came out because my mom was at a party. Don't tell her I told you that. But in Tehu, <laughs> but when you think about premature delivery, that's like biting a mango before it's ripe. That's like eating a green, green banana thinking that you're going to get nice sweetness. You're not. It's, pre it's premature. It's not yet ready. Taking the cake out and it's still runny. What you doing? Might as well just lick on the batter all day long. So you're in a holding pattern. But in a holding pa holding patterns can be three, four, five, six years, y'all. Don't please, don't call and ask, well, God said, he also told me I was going to have a whole family. <laughs> Says she who did not want any children. <laughs> so, you know, but, but I do. I have a huge, when I look at my Family, 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 family. And there's levels to this family thing. They don't have to be blood. I'm huge. I'm, I'm Prospect Park huge. And they protect me. You know? And so you're in a holding pattern. And you have other projects. And from that, you're going to get more projects. And from that. Now, she not only does education. She does college tours. She's 
You know, I think she's going to have a good merch line coming out soon <laughs> of great sayings. You know, I'm matter of fact, I'm going to pour it into the universe. I'm going to, to make some deposits for you. It's going to come. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so happy that you came out to talk today. Um, I think it was meant for you to talk. I remember when I called you and I said last week and I said, you're going to be the guest on the show. Um, you know, there are times I'm saying to myself, I know a lot of people and I can have a lot of people on this. And people are like, oh, I'm going to get this one of my friends or my colleagues or this person I'm on a board with. But then I'd have a dream or I just hear God saying, stop it. And again, obedience, right? And I'm like, okay. Okay, when the time comes and it just so happens, here you are. In this season of everyone being home and isolated and being inundated on social media with people who are trying to be their own come up. It's like our kids need to hear that the parents our counterparts, the aunties, the, the village, they need to hear, they need to understand. Like, think of yourself, not the you now, but the you when you were that age. And see if you can see yourself in one of these little kids and snatch them up. Or push them along. Their hiccups and their burdens will be theirs. But the outcome, you did your job. You wrote your book, you did your job. Anywho, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. This, again, it's Karen St. Hilaire with Cadence in the Clouds podcast. Like us on Apple. Follow us on social media. Follow me on social media. I'm Karen H. St. Hilaire on Twitter and on Instagram. Thank you.